O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Such deep truth there. The first thing that you pick up from this uh, and from the title of the song is that we are called, and I did it. I did put together some notes here on the back of your, of, your, of your bulletin if you want to fill these in. It's just a way that you can think about a song. Uh, don't just, you know, let it wash over you as it were, but, you know, turn the brain on and, and, and connect heart and soul and mind and think about these words. We are called. Last night I read from Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31, uh, verse 3. The prophet says, the Lord... Uh, has appeared to us saying, excuse me, I should use paper, right? The Lord has appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. That's the story. Anybody in the world who's been saved, this is why. It's because God has loved them with an everlasting love, a love that will never, ever, ever end. And God has drawn them with an unfailing, an unfailing kindness. God cannot fail in his purposes. And if his purposes are to draw you to himself, that's what he's going to do. Very special truth that we celebrate. We are called Religion, this religion thing, this, this Christianity thing, it's not your idea. And it's not even because your parents taught it to you if they did. It's because God himself has called you. Oh, come, all ye faithful. And the second thing I see in here, I told you to hang on to those words of victory, joyful and triumphant. How, do, you think about, do you think about victory when you think about Christmas? Maybe a lot of times we do at Easter time because Jesus came back from the dead and so we say victory over the grave. But to the ancient Israelite, no, what were they expecting? They were expecting their Messiah, their Savior, to be a king, to come in on a war horse and to make the nation great again. To make the uh, Israel into an empire where they can expand their teachings, their theology, their laws, their morality, all of it, all over the world. And we believe, though, that victory did come to Israel on Christmas Day. How cool that, it's, that it came as a child, huh? Because that's how power is used in love, isn't it? To serve. Now, you have a lot of problems, and so do I. Life isn't easy. More problems are coming down the pike. We live in this tension. Theologians call it the already, but not yet. We already have victory, but we don't have the fullness of it yet. We still get plagued by problems in this world. You know, an image that always sticks out to me, I'm a bird guy, I love birds. Uh, anybody else really love bird watchers? Yeah, yeah, a few of you? I love, got into it when we lived in Washington State, never saw so many different birds in all my life, and then just, you ever see a bird of prey 
soaring through the air like a bald eagle, the most majestic thing you've ever seen. Fierce talons, that menacing look, and the beak that tear flesh from the bone. But then, you know what the bald eagle is no matter? These pesky little crows that peck at him when he's in the air. Have you ever seen, you've seen red-tailed hawks around here, and you'll see these birds just peck at him. You ever seen that before? Dive bombing them while they're in the air? Because, yeah, the, the bird of prey got too close to their colony or their nest, and so they're all, they know that he can't hurt them when, when they're in the air. It's only the claws. That's the only thing they have to worry about. And so they can just, just mercilessly bombard that thing and I feel like that's how we as Christians are sometimes. That's a good image for us in this life. We're like soaring. We've been resurrected. We, we, we've got eternal life and, and, and salvation. We've got the righteousness of Christ has been given to us. We talked about that at, last night at Christmas Eve as well. But the problems of the world, the, the evil one still is just doing that, isn't it? Packing and, and, and pestering. And, and he's not going to stop until the second Christmas, which I'll talk about in just a second. There's the already, but there's the not yet. But we got to remember the already, right? The temptation is to be obsessed with these stupid birds that keep pecking at me and not take a second to realize I'm a daggum eagle soaring over the, the landscape. Right, Christian? Remember, at Christmas time, the already has happened. We have victory. We have victory because Christmas has happened. The next verse of the song, the next verse of the song isn't in the hymnals. We don't sing it a lot. I asked Mike to put it in, though, because it's in the original poem. And it's just, it's theologically, it's really rich. I think it's important. God from true God. It's talking about who Jesus is. God from true God. Light from light eternal. Born of a virgin, to earth he comes, only begotten Son of God the Father. Jesus is God. Jesus is really God. I think I gave you two blanks there. Let's, let's qualify it. He is really God. God himself has come. That, I know you hear it a lot. I know you know it, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't still stop and think. And just remember the sermon on, on what child is this. You got you to gotta let it surprise you. You got to let your faith still have that oomph impact. Wow, it is amazing. You can't make this stuff up. Nobody wanting to create a religion or to maintain control over people. Or all the things that the non-believers would, would criticize Christianity about. Nobody would make this stuff up. It wouldn't work. It's so... What? Your king? Your God? Started as a fetus and a baby? And then wasn't revered and celebrated in his life, but was reviled and scorned and died the death... You can't make this stuff up. But God, Jesus is really God and God really came to us. And if God really came to us, that means despite those darn birds, 
the darts of the evil one, if you will, it really is going to be okay. I'm sorry if your Christmas isn't everything you want it to be today. Maybe you're suffering because it's your first Christmas without somebody that you love. Or maybe you just didn't get the toys that you hoped for. Maybe you're really not looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. Or maybe the diagnosis and the hospital rooms that are coming in your future, they're really scary and they really make you anxious. I'm sorry that that's the path that you're on right now, but I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's got you where he's got you for a reason and he's got you there in his grip and he will be there with you on this path he has called you to walk. I know that's true because Christmas happened, because God really did come to us And what I say, I think last week, God doesn't waste trips. He didn't come to us just to waste a trip and decide we're not worth it after all. Oh, I thought I loved them, but man, they're annoying. I'm having second thoughts. No. He came to you because he loves you, and he has a plan for you. It's going to be okay. The song next burst into the angel song, the choirs of angels sing, choirs of angels sing in exaltation. That just means celebration, lifting him on high, cheering God on. Sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. God really is good. I've mentioned a few things. I know our lives, they're not always the best. A lot to celebrate, not being a total Eeyore up here. I know there's a lot to celebrate. We got lots of good going on, lots of good, lots of miracles, lots of love, lots of great stuff going on. That's a reminder that God really is good. That's what the angels are reminding us. God really is good. And glorifying God really is good. Here, I'm going to share a quick story with you. I, I shared this already. Did I share it this Advent? And I think it was six or eight weeks ago. But uh, they asked me to write an op-ed for the paper, too, for the Christmas insert. So this is the story that I decided to share because I got some feedback that it was really helpful for some people. So if you've heard it before, you'll hear it again. If not, uh, Sarah and I lived in uh, Naples, Italy, when we met and got married. And when we got married, we, the little villa that we lived in, little duplex, had lots of lemon trees. And the ground was covered with lemons. And when we first got married, I was, had just gotten out of the Navy, and she was still in the Navy. And so I was a stay-at-home husband, bored out of my mind. And I saw these lemons laying around, and, and being an Ohio kid, I knew that lemons were expensive, so I'm going to make lemonade. So after a full day of squeezing these things on a little plastic juicer, I had a couple gallons of lemon juice, and I thought, sweet, I'm ready to go. I'm going to just add some sugar, and we'll have lemonade. But no matter how much sugar I added, it was still pungent. I still couldn't handle this stuff. And um, it being 
southern Italy at the dawn of the smartphone era. Um, the internet in the house wasn't very good. We didn't have smartphones yet. So I got on my scooter, and I zipped down the hill and went over to the internet cafe and paid my euro 50, whatever it was, for some time on the internet to find all that to find out that there's three ingredients to lemonade, lemon juice, sugar, and water. Lots of water, like five or six to one water. And so my two gallons became like 10 or 12 gallons after I added, but it was delicious, but we had lemonade for days and lots to give away as well. And that illustration just it always is a, um, speaks to me on this idea of glorifying God, because see, the criticism that, that, that we will get from uh, other people, non-believers or people who just don't know is that God is some sort of um, uh, like, like petty, selfish, me monster, some kind of, uh, you know, that, he, that he's jealous of us. He's a jealous God, but you know what I'm talking about? The, the, they'll say that God wants all the glory for himself. I mean, he's God, you know, but the lemon juice example is a good example of why that's a good thing. Imagine, imagine um, if you could take all the love in the world that's ever been loved between a father and his children, between a wife and her husband, between friends, all of the love. And you could, now we're going to like take lens chemistry set here and we're going to light the Bunsen burners and we're going to boil it down and we're going to distill it down till we get all the stuff that looked like love but was really selfish stuff, self-serving. All that's going to get boiled off. We're going to condense it all down, and, and all the way down till, till, till a, a, a teaspoon. We could fit it all in a teaspoon. All the love that's ever been loved in the whole human history, we can condense it all down into a teaspoon. Imagine we could do that. And then let's add some pressure to it. Let's add some pressure to it, and let's, uh, let's make it even denser. Let's get it down to a drop. Let's see if we can contain all the love, uh, all human history, into one single, all the goodness, all the love, one single super potent drop of love. And now you think about who your God is. He is an ocean of that stuff. He is an infinite sea of that little drop. Only he's not an it. He's a person. God, your loving Heavenly Father. So you see why it's a good thing to glorify God? You want that ocean of that stuff to be magnified, celebrated, advertised, promoted all over the world. You want that stuff, that person, to be elevated that's why the purpose of your life is to glorify God and why that's a good thing. It's not taking anything away from you. It's giving all the glory to where it belongs. The last verse of the song reads, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. There's that phrase again, all glory given to you, Jesus. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Word, in the ancient sense, word means the essence. It means 
the core of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Another one of those deep thoughts. You can't make this stuff up. The, 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 the good news of this fourth verse of the song is that we get to respond because the first verse tells us that we are called by God's love. We get to respond. Your whole life is just a response. It's supposed to be just a response to the call of God on your life. The call to know him, first of all, because you can't respond unless you know him. You got to come to know him and then you can respond. Then you can love him. Then you can glorify him. And, and, and we will, yea, Lord, we greet thee. When are we going to greet the Lord? We're going to greet the Lord on the second Christmas when we will meet the Lord in victory. That already not yet dichotomy that I talked about. We're going to meet the Lord in victory. What does what Paul write to the, uh, to the Thessalonians? Chapter... Five. I got ahead of myself. Chapter four. That's why I couldn't find it. Verse 14. According to the Lord's word, we tell you, we who are... We will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord, verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven. The Lord Jesus will come. There's going to be another Christmas. Even better than the first. The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Yea, Lord, we, meet, we greet thee. And so we will be with the Lord forever. And so we will be with the Lord forever. That's the Christmas that we're really waiting for. When heaven and earth come together, the enemies of the Lord are done away with. You're raised from the dead and you assume your spot in the kingdom of heaven as a citizen with Jesus to rule, to reign, to glorify him forever. This is the things that Christmas music can help us with, even as the other stuff of Christmas can distract us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of music and what a powerful time of year it is to hear these carols and to sing these carols and to, to, uh, to, to receive the truth that these carols teach us. Would, would you fuel your people, fuel our hearts and our minds and, and use us, Lord, to be lights to people who don't yet know you, to don't know, who don't know that they were made to glorify you and to know you and to enjoy you. People who don't know that yet, they're making their lives out to be all about something else, something much smaller than you, something that will die with them. Help us to be heralds of the good news, the gospel, good news, that you were made for so much more. Thank you so much for Christmas, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.